Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this Thursday evening? I'm doing fine. You just made me watch the Lord of the Rings trailer. Yeah. Well, I figured, you know, we got Lord of the Rings tra- dropping next week. And, of course, we're wa- going to be talking about House of the Dragon tonight. So, figured, you know, see that, give you a chance to watch that last trailer. And plus, I know they're, they're, I guess dropping the first two episodes in the theater in select cities uh, next, I guess Monday night as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but none, none, I, there none, there's like not a single theater here in North Carolina <laughs> with that, that particular chain. So I'm sort of like, okay, well, I guess I'll just be like the rest of everyone and um, we'll just see it uh, when it drops. I'm so next sorry Friday. you have to be like us commoners, Will. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, well, well, just about you and me and everybody else who is not lucky enough to be in a in the place where uh, where it's uh, where it's showing. But um, yeah, but if you if you are in one of those places that is lucky enough to to have it as on the big screen for for the first two episodes, uh, I'd love to hear what you what you think about it. Yeah, please send your spoilers to Will, and don't send me spoilers, even no. though. I just watched that trailer. I have no idea what's... Well, I have an idea of what's going on, but to me, it just felt like the longest speech ever that wouldn't end. And then they juxtaposed that with a lot of, like, random shots throughout this this series. So, like, a montage... It was... It's a weird... I don't know. It's a very weird... In my opinion, it's a weird trailer idea because... Mm -hmm. A lot of people know about the Lord of the Rings. I mean, those movies. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to get new people to get on the hype train, I I would maybe a little bit more explanation of the story of what like what the the root of it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was just it's a it's a interesting thing. It's but it's a trailer too, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. You know. I think back to the one that uh, they had right before Comic-Con. Uh-huh. And, and I thought, you know, we both really, really enjoyed that one because it really did lay out exactly what was the purpose and what the scope of this new series being as a prequel. And you know, all these various people of Middle Earth and I guess Second Age was really fighting to, you know, I guess the formation of 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 all the various rings and 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 this one like you said it's just like a montage before we record it like a montage of just various clips just kind of randomly put together and at the end it's like gladriel is saying you know i can't fight no more or something you know and and it's like okay well we know gladriel's in there and we see all the elves and all the various i think it establishes like all the people middle earth but you know as far as the story um it's just other than just being very visually stunning and you know you won't be having many quibbles about the cgi um it, it didn't really sh- glean too much about what the story's about yeah uh, i i had a little quibble about the cgi <laughs> I I like that i mean i thought it was i, I know mean, the price tag on this thing really yeah it, yeah, they, it, well, some, for the price tag, it's it, pretty good yeah, work. Like yeah. it's it's neither here nor there. Um, we will talk in depth about it. Well, <laughs> depending on how far I can actually get in depth about Lord of the Rings, um, 
it's um I have seen all the movies. I liked them. I was very into them while watching them. I'm sure I'll get into this show, but always on the on the preface, I'm like, man, I have to m- learn a bunch of people's names because you just spouted out some names, and I'm like, yeah, I forgot yeah. who's who. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, it's like all new people. I mean, I think other. I mean, Gladriel's there, and maybe Saruman, but the rest of it, it's it's like you know, it's a prequel, and yeah. So, so yeah. it's, it's whole... I know all about prequels and yeah and... oh yeah <laughs> um so okay I know you like swapped out headlines and everything but I find this hilarious and you know how much I love to mock your news um yeah. I swear to God will the next two headlines we have talked about before <laughs> yeah and I and I gave oh, well don't even go there because I gave you the option to. <laughs> say yes or no and you left them in there i gave yeah, when i was like yes yeah, so, yeah so exactly that I make exactly. fun of you and be like we've talked yeah. about these before. yeah and i and yeah and, and i did switch one of the i did switch one of the headlines out which is the break like i said to you watch rinse repeat about these about warner brothers canceling shit i'm, I'm like, not even talking about that one no like no the but they got it it with because but no no that's that's hot that's like that dropped this evening so that's I not like new you. stuff Yep. You have to let me tell my joke. <laughs> you have to let me know my joke. Because here's the thing, Will. Yes, that was news breaking. But I swear to God, every time, and they, over, throughout us podcasting together, I swear, Warner Brothers has named a few different heads of DC, at least one other. And you always tell me, this is Guy, this is the Feige of DC, he's going to write the ship. And it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> or it hasn't happened. Now, I saw the article yeah. headline. Did I read the article? No. Will, of course not. Could, yeah. <laughs> will finally get justice for his Justice League? We'll see. But um, <laughs> I just feel like uh, whether you're talking about the HBO Max cancellations, whether you're talking about troubled antics on set or even offset in some cases. Yeah. If it's Warner Brothers in DC, it's always yep. wash, rinse, repeat headlines. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough, and yeah, and and you're right. They they make it. As I think I tweeted from our show page. It's like they make it so easy. <laughs> they, they really do. <laughs> they can't yeah. ever let Will have his glory. <laughs> yeah yeah but for but for those folks who may have missed this on the on the timelines this evening uh that warner may have found their their kevin feige and a, and a gentleman by the name of uh dan lynn who is um he's a producer who has done really pretty substantial projects he was behind aladdin Lego movie has some experience with franchises with the it horror movie franchise and also even the Sherlock Holmes series with uh, Robert Downey Jr. According to the stories of written deadline Hollywood reporter, he is sort of the front runner now to be named head of uh, DC and Walter Hamada is going to be uh, who is currently there uh, and who was behind some of the more recent projects like Batman Joker and 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 some others uh, will be leaving after he finishes. Uh, I guess since they persuaded him to stay on after uh, Black Adam and Dan Lin is also going to be 
Uh, if he does take the job, we'll also head up some of the DC TV efforts as well. So we shall see what happens yeah. there. Yeah. I, I do have some red flags. I mean, you named some franchises, but the franchises I heard, the sequels were never as good as the original. And that's not a good mm-hmm. sign for someone where it's all about the sequels. People love their trilogies, especially mm-hmm. in the genre. Um, and also just being able to then tie in different stories together um, for a cohesive timeline and a cohesive story on top of the mini stories. So we'll see. I, like I said, as my, every time I say like in Feige, we trust in DC, I don't trust. <laughs> I, I know I'm very, I will remain skeptical until after many years of good faith is earned back. <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure no yeah i i i completely understand <laughs> yeah and and in case anybody has been living under a rock i don't know since um skywalker rises i think that's what the last one was called J- john Galega is never returning to star wars it was not a good experience for the man <laughs> leave yeah. him alone about it i mean he may come back down the road he may pull a Harrison Ford, but he's made it pretty clear in a lot of instances over the past few years. He's not. And I know, like, I I think he's promoting some movies right now. And so yeah. this question, of course, comes up. So, again, wash, rinse, repeat headlines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a slow news week, so... <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but no, but uh, one thing, yeah, he 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 was he was on the John Fugel Sings podcast, and uh, he yeah, he, and you're right, he was he 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 is promoting some things, and and of course, and I think if it came, I guess it came up because I know Oscar Isaac, the question was presented to him recently about whether or not he would come back to the franchise, and and I think Daisy Ridley too, and so of course Fugel Sings having him in in studio talking with them uh asked him about it and he was like he's like I'm, he's pretty much done uh but he, he but he was like he, he did say that he thinks Finn's story is is okay to be continued in other mediums as far as you know comics and video games and stuff like that but um he's good and he, he's like he's you know but Bioiga is at a is at a good place with it and uh he, you know but he also what was interesting about I watched a clip uh where get get this in, in further context and he was also talking about how the studio really did rise to the occasion to defend uh, moses ingram this time around with all the shit that she got from uh fandom uh, or certain quarters of fandom i should say um uh, 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 and how uh, you know how ewan mcgregor and the studio itself really uh stood up for her um and you know and he was like you know he was he, he was like you know you know sometimes even though he didn't get that level of defense from the studio he he was he was happy for that in her case she did and uh and he and he made the point that you know sometimes you he, you know you he you know somebody has to sometimes have to go through the fire before other people you know can benefit from uh, the you know the wrongs that uh, others suffered, but because of him speaking out and being very vocal about his experience, you know, led to a, a better response when when this came up again, as far as people being um, you know, racist and you know 
bigoted and stuff whenever they were talking about her character. So, so yeah, so yeah, so so uh, yeah, it was you know, did it chart new ground? No, but there there were some new things that he did talk about, and this is and also a support system with Jamie Fox and others to you know, and he's just happy to do some more versatile things with his career and not 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 look backwards. Yeah, they just need to figure out, like, find the guy who wrote the headline and get rid of him. Because if you were to say, like, don't put that headline out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> if the article is about a lot of other things <laughs> that yeah. are much more new information or much more important to actually yeah. talk about. It's, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, and that brings us to actually really why we're here. We're here to talk about two big shows this week. And I just saw a headline about Lord of the Rings and the billion dollar show that's going to determine the future of Amazon streaming service. Well, I wonder what the views will be like, because this week with House of Dragon, yeah. 10 million viewers for a premiere episode of technically a new show. It is a prequel, but it is, it's a bit removed from its predecessor. (laughs) (laughs) And and, I mean, as we, even though Will didn't watch Game of Thrones, we still, I gave my opinions about the finale of the series. It's a very controversial, especially that last season in particular. Um, So to still have 10 million people um, tune in, to watch the prequel mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty insane yeah pretty insane. yeah and, i mean that's it even broke the system for some <laughs> oh yeah it broke it for me <laughs> i was trying to i was trying to uh, yeah nine o'clock rolled around i was like all right let me get uh as, as you noted this you know i did not watch the uh, the original series and um and so i was as a newbie i I felt like you did with whenever, like when we were talking about Star Trek and, you know, going into a, a universe that I was familiar with just because of, you know, obviously all the pop culture references and stuff, yeah. but never really other than, you know, the, the times we talked about on the pod with uh, with other guests that we've had in the past and stuff. I, I never really, you know, I didn't watch it. So I, I went into this like completely um, with it, without any, I guess scars from how that how the uh, series ended. Right. Uh, but, so, but I loved it. I I was like I had now now I had I had the the FOMO that I remember having <laughs> years ago uh, when I when I missed that pop culture moment like came back. But then on the other hand, I was just like, all right, I think I'm. I'm on the train this time because I, I feel if if the series continues this, like that first episode, then it's it's going to do what, like you said earlier in this evening, the sequels or prequels should build on the story and 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 add to the legacy. And and I think if the first episode continues like that as a newbie, uh, and 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 just seeing the social media reaction from from fans who did have a bitter taste in their mouth from the how the series ended, uh, then this series is going to be a hit. Yeah. Oh, it's well, it's already a hit. We'll see how what what the sustainability of it yeah. will be. Yeah. It's it's very interesting because I did watch the trailers for mm-hmm. this going in. Um, 
I do feel like a lot of what we saw in the trailers had to do, or at least I think, I think I didn't watch all the trailers. I think I watched the first one and I was like, I'm good. Got it done. (laughs) (laughs) Get it. Got it. Good. Done. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) much. I really don't. Um, And so what I found interesting is the opening sequence was, um, was not, was it nine years before the actual events of this episode? Yeah, I think so. Viserys was appointed king. Mm -hmm. I believe so. So, so which they, and, and going into it, I'm like, wait a second. This is the whole premise of the show is about like putting a female in, in power because the succession line has ended um, and the choice, but, but they resolved it. But that's just a setup to 10 years later, you're in the same exact position as you were before. And maybe not the same exact, but very similar position. And, and you're seeing the events play out again, um, albeit a bit differently. Um, a different decision was, uh, was made at the end of this, um, which will set up the events for the rest of the season because these characters, um, the girl, Princess Rhaenyra, is only going to stay young for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but also, yeah, but also cool, the cool thing about it, they, you know, with the voiceover, when they, when they had her talking ab- about it, you know, it was Rhaenyra, older Rhaenyra, because uh, yeah. I think they're, they're you know, because I don't know how long, I know there's going to be a time jump in this, in this series. I know they have two different actresses who are going to be playing this character, but I, I don't know if it's going to be like next episode or, you know, but when we get to episode five or, or when it's going to be, but uh, it, it, you're right. I mean, it, it, the way they did structure the, 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 the succession in the kingdom um, it really did like, you know, there, there's a, there's a lot of parallels in seeing how, uh, Viserys became king, and 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 then the 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 how things unfolded, and as far as him trying to find an heir, uh, it's going to will impact the the destiny of Westeros. Yeah, <clears throat> um, or just the House of Dragon in general. Considering yeah. the end of that monologue is how the House of Dragon will fall from an internal strife mm. and it's not going to be an outsider technically coming in and causing the mayhem and the, like they'll, they'll in a way, this is probably bad fight, eat, eat each other alive. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I think is so interesting as someone who did watch the uh, original series is coming back to this world and knowing that the reason why Game of Thrones um, did so well was um, not just because of the heroes, but the the villains. They had some of the worst, like, and I say worst, but I really mean best villains out there. They had Homelander-style villains, um, people who did cruel and horrible things. And and honestly, Homelander has a little bit shred of humanity that some of the villains on Game of Thrones did not have. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted no redemption. You that you hated them so much mm-hmm. because you, as much as you understood why they did what they did, mm-hmm. it was just it was grotesque. It was like, whoa, you went too far. Wow. Um, in this episode, you think you think you're gonna get that. But 
they made, I almost want to say the writers made a purpose to really flesh out this family mm-hmm. um, and not villainize anyone. You, because of how, how you, how you're going to interweave the family and the political dynamics throughout the season. And you don't, you don't want um, Matt Smith's character, Prince Damien to be, um, I'm, I'm going to name drop Cersei Lannister. You don't want that. Like he might grow into that, but you don't want that. Or another character will be Cersei. Um, but you right now you just want to establish the, the pieces on the, on the chessboard and make them feel like it's because the power is really what tears them apart, which is interesting because Viserys was just appointed King. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not like he, he, I guess he wanted it. I guess not. I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah, I I mean, I just, I love that scene that they put in there to make you make sure you realize that no, Damien's actually a decent guy when um, he talks to Rhaenyra there's two scenes in which he talks to Rhaenyra like an uncle mm-hmm. and you can see there's true love and understanding there, um, which we know is going to unravel. Um, but I think that's going to make the conflict that much more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Uh, I, I, you know, I think about where are they, you know, with Viserys and the choice between him and his sister, and his sister Reyna and, you know, he he is he really is like the accidental king, because in in many regards, in the sense that the the old king had I think what ten ten children, and then I think basically I think all of them all but the three of them, Viserys, Damon, and, and Reyna, I guess were the ones who survived, and and so he you know in in and because of custom and everything, they didn't give it to, you know, they, she, his sister was not in the line of succession, and he gets it. And then, and then, whenever, you know, you look at things that happen in the story, like, for example, the 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 the, the wound he had on his back, and you know, the cut on his hand, and mm-hmm. you know, what I've been able to to gather, uh, you know, from listening to you and others people talk about the stow and. How the the throne itself, you know, if you're not worthy of being the throne, then you know it will it will prick you and, and and cut you and things like that. So, you know, so you know all those images and all those things happening in the story really like adds that depth to it. And then, like you said, I mean, Matt Smith's uh, Damon, he's not the mustache twirly villain that, like you said, that you're just gonna instantly hate. I mean, that's what I that's, I think that's what really drew me into the story watching it was that yes. He, you know, as the uh, prince of the prince of the guard, I think, you know, as far as, you know, being head of the constables to constabulary who's charged with the defense of Westeros and the brutal things that he did whenever he went into the town to, to, you know, to be judge, jury and executioner. Mm-hmm. But but then you have those tender moments, like you said, as an uncle. And then also when the. um baby did pass away and 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 seeing the the paint you know since Viserys had could not bring himself to to call the dragon down to light the pyre 
and 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 Damon being there for um, Renera to like help you know be that support system for her and 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 also I think in the in the throne yeah I guess that it was in the throne room the first time we gave her the the the, the necklace. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ancestry. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it really. You're right. I mean, the, all all the characters and even like Otto Hightower and. and it, it, oh, he, let's talk about Otto Hightower because yeah. to get back to what you're saying about Damon, mm-hmm. like Damon's painted to be the villain, but mm-hmm. he doesn't even make the most mischievous move. Like you got Hightower over here, and he's yeah. like pimping out his daughter at the end of the episode and you're like really really yeah. dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you you just see an opening it's i don't know how much time has passed since i like is this the next day is it that evening for all i know and you're yeah. just you're like go put on a pretty dress and go comfort the king wow yeah, it's- wow yeah yeah and he's like you know and, and it gives and i guess that's the thing like when you hear when it getting back to Damon and you hear the speech that he has with his brother about, look, I just wanted to be your right hand man. Mm-hmm. And then and then, you know, Otto, when we first are introduced to Otto earlier in the in the in the episode, I mean, wasn't he responsible for like appointing Damon to yes to, to be the the sheriff of the town anyway? And right, because. I think I think Hightower is the um, hand of the king, and mm-hmm. that is probably where this rivalry between him and Damon ca- came from, where yeah. he had to figure out a way, because the hand of the king is a very, like, it's like vice president. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's you, you like if there if there really is no succession plan the you're you're that second most powerful person. Yeah. Um, but so so and I think Viserys originally probably wanted to keep it within the family and then with some maneuvering high tower because he's pretty good with words. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably managed to get um, Damien out of the way. Um, thinking, oh, I'm just going to put him here, like, as a general. Um, yeah. And and for all we know, we haven't met Damon's wife yet, but he might have had some, done some maneuvering of that, too, to get him to, I think, I think the wife is at the veil. Yeah. Um, so, so thinking, well, if, if he gets married off, he'll go there. So the further he is away from the king, the less influence he would have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the maneuvering, I think, of the, the politics of the council. And then, you know, with, yeah, with Otto and this, in, at the beginning there, when, you know, when they're talking about the succession plans and and the hope that it is indeed a son. And are you sure? You know, and then the questioning of whether or not it's a good idea to, like, actually have this big tournament on the to celebrate the birth of you know the son especially if you don't know and the king is like well i have you know i i have faith that it's going to be a boy and it's just you know i just love that this the small council because you know we, we start off the episode with the great council and mm-hmm. then and then and then and then we get to viserys and it's just a small council and you know and and then you have you, you see the various characters at the table like his his um his brother-in-law 
mm-hmm. is is you know doesn't drink you know whatever you notice whenever yeah Al- yeah yeah when she's walking around you know allison hightower's walking around serving the drink she's like nope that isn't you know. allison that's, oh it's not allison that's, that's renera okay renera yeah that's right i'm sorry Renera's the cup bringer that's right that's <laughs> right it's it's crazy to me yeah now that we're talking about it, like, and I didn't think about it while I was watching the episode because I was engrossed in the story, but like um, a famous character from the original series, Arya Stark was a cup bringer at one point mm. um, <clears throat> to, to not necessarily a good, not, not, not a Viserys of the story. I'll say <laughs> that. Um, but um, I didn't even think about that. And you're right. The brother-in-law very curious of what his role mm-hmm. will be throughout the rest of the series. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued by him and, and seeing first, first, like, well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just intrigued by him. And, and I want to say in terms of the tournament, um, the contrast between the birth scene mm-hmm. and the, um, the the battle the tournament scene loved it um and it was just chilling to me how much uh, every people who listen to the show know i i watch handmaid's tale mm-hmm. i've had a very like like that show sometimes i can't even i don't even think i've finished season two but i have se- seen season three and season four um the the moment he says the baby is coming now, I mm-hmm. instantly was like, oh, my God, this is Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm very uncomfortable right now. This is, oh, this is it's not good. Yeah. Um, and I get why they did it. And mm. I, I'm not, I'm not, I know that there's a bu- bunch of, con- well, not controversy, but just a lot of different opinions about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was a good choice, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, for this story and for these characters, mm-hmm. um, and and it's and th- it was a lot of blood, but in in a in a scene that you again you go into this show um, expecting blood, nudity, yeah. gore, but you didn't expect it to occur with childbirth. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I didn't do that in the original. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. There has been a lot of um, a lot of discussion about about the scene and the context of it. Was it necessary? Was it too much? Could they have could they have conveyed the same story point without going to what some people may feel is gratuitous or or could be, you know, and it it, I mean, it's very uncomfortable. I mean, you know, it's definitely a, a if you're watching that. And have no idea that that's about to come, you know, it's definitely a very triggering thing. Um, so I could, you know, and I'm just speaking as a dude. So, you know, so for, um, so for anyone who, you know, for, for any women in the audience who, who, who have experienced childbirth or haven't uh, had a C-section or anything, you know, or miscarriage or anything like that, as far as, a, you know, troubled birth, uh, it, it, you know, they, they maybe should have, you know, you know, like you said, Yes, you know it's Game of Thrones, or or spinoff of, of Game of Thrones, and you, you kind of know what you're getting into. But th- that was a, it was a very emotionally charged scene. But I think, to your point, 
it was it did convey so many things beyond just the fact that you know not only from a historical context but also you know you could like you said with handmaid's tale you kind of you know I, you know when i was watching a scene i was like man this is like an allegory for some of the things we're dealing with present yeah, day exactly um you know that's, so that's where i i don't agree i don't i didn't find it overly gratuitous because mm-hmm. you had the scene between him and her when she was taking the bath you yep. had the scene where she was talking to Renera about like this is this is our role we are female mm-hmm. we bring like we have to go through the labor this is our battle this is our war yeah and 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 so i and I guess maybe it's just because when when I think gr- gratuity and grotesque, I, a lot of other things come to my mind. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. it would be different. It would be different if Viserys hadn't stayed in the room. Right. If Viserys like, didn't have a moment of doubt or he stayed watching the battle and they would mm-hmm. just tell him, this is what's going on. We need to make a decision. Like, he clearly yeah. loved her. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. clearly didn't know what to do. And and on one hand, like the medicine, the way they set this up, you would just instantly think medieval times. So the medicine, mm-hmm. like likely back then in medieval times, like real history, people made decisions like that. Yeah. Or like, so I just, I... I understand maybe if you weren't, but then again, it's on HBO Max, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, this, yeah. this isn't Disney. <laughs> yeah, it's not Disney. It's definitely not. And But you're right. I mean, I think it, I, I, it, it makes you, you make really good points that it wasn't gratuitous in many sense because if they had just, like, just dropped that scene without, the like you said, the bath scene and the, the, the mm-hmm. and you know, the clear love that he has for his wife. And, and yes, he, yes, he, you know, he, she did not have any agency in this decision because he just, he, he did it. He made the choice, but it's a hard, you know, but it's a, it's a hard choice that people do have to make. And, yeah. and, and so, no, he didn't, you know, no, he didn't person up, man up or whatever you want to say and say, honey, we're going to have, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because that, you know, but, but, but it also really was a very powerful moment too, because it just shows you how grief and can, can really dull your decision-making and impact your decision-making. And or, so, or, or just like need the, mm-hmm. the need for that hair. Like this yeah. is it. Like if I, if, if she, if, if they get the baby out and she still dies for one reason or another, which could have been a choice, mm-hmm. then he he still loses her. Like, yeah. and she doesn't want more kids. Right, right. Like, She's, yeah, she makes yeah. that clear. And and somebody did point out. She even said in that scene, "I can't see another kid die." So yeah. what is is he going to say? Yes, kill the kill the baby only for right. her to wake up. And see another dead kid. Dead kid, yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah. I mean, that that you know, the more I think of, you know, we talk about it, and and really, there's a such that was a very powerful moment, and why this show, you know, show really, you know, it's it's not, it wasn't a gratuitous thing, and and 
Right. It was just uh, very uncomfortable because the moment yeah. he says the baby's coming now and they pull her down, like they pull mm-hmm. her down in that bed, you're yeah. like, I instantly went into Handmaid's Tale because th- there are some scenes in that show where you oh it's so uncomfortable to watch but you also the writing of this show and that show is in a way where it's it's intended to be uncomfortable because it's a very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. decision and it's very emotionally charged it would be weird if it wasn't yeah 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 if it didn't i think i think there's just a difference between gore for the sake of gore and um and scenes like this where they i'm not going to say it's tasteful but it's just it's designed in a way where you are you are you are knowingly making your care, your viewers uncomfortable based on the circumstances of the of the scene and yeah i mean yeah, i yeah. i don't know what else is there to say about it but no. um, other than hats off to the actors. Yeah, hats off to the actors for carrying it, pulling that off, and and also, uh, you know, as far as getting it back in story, uh, it it really propels the things that happen after. Right. To you know, th- th- gives even more weight to the decision as far as do I pick between my brother or between my daughter, as right. far as to be to be my to be my successor. And, or even, and, and 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 then when you okay oh i was just gonna say or even what this will how this will impact renera who now finds herself finally her dad is putting her on the pedal still and she's mm-hmm. his hair that he's been looking for um but he killed her mom mm-hmm And, and, and her mom said her, all of her brother's siblings are dead. So, so I, I wonder what, how this will impact their relationship Mm -hmm. um, and, and their decision or, or just overall what she views, how she views him and the throne Mm -hmm. itself. Um, Especially because her mom lost her, her life because of, of this need to stay in power mm-hmm. as yeah a male heir stay in power yep mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah um speaking about renera um and then we can wrap this up because we do have to talk about she hulk yeah. but um <laughs> i was so happy watching this show hearing the name drops the references the subtle references I, I I do quibble a little bit when he tells her the song of ice and fire, which yeah. is basically the Game of Thrones series. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they went meta. <laughs> You're just like, wow, huh? Two hundred years they were talking about how winter's coming. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Uh, I'm just gonna like, like I'm like I wonder how long they spent. Do we cut this or do we not? We have yeah. to like leave them with something. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if that was the best choice. I was I was hoping for a more scandalous secret, um, and maybe that's why it kind of was a, a dud of a reveal because you're just like, yeah, we we only spent 
seven years talking about that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but any other thoughts before we jump into She-Hulk? No, no. I like I said, I'm just happy to be a part of the part of the train this time. I'm, I, I got I got on the train when it, as it was leaving the station. Yeah, I I, I hope you meet some more houses because trust yeah. me, that Westeros is a lot larger than just Targaryen. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, and, they, and I I heard the name drops of of things things to come. So yeah, I I yeah, looking forward looking forward to the rest of the season. Yep, and there's no subtle, tra- um, subtle like let's now switch to a half hour comedy. <laughs> we were talking about um, people dying during childbirth and <laughs> all this stuff. We'll, we'll we'll end things on a lighter note. <laughs> which which is true. We got our second episode of She Hulk. It was a delight. It went by yeah. real quickly. It did. Very straightforward. I, I Tatiana love her in this role. Um, I like the characters. I like, I like this episode. It was funny because I remember thinking, um, when, because I had to sit through, I don't know why streaming services do this with the previously on. I'm like, (laughs) you're a streaming service. You shouldn't have previously on, but they did it. And they ended it with that. I think it's the final shot in the first episode where she's like, Jennifer Walters, attorney at law. And I'm thinking to myself, the name of the show is She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. So mm-hmm. so by the end of the season, she's going to say that. But in yep. this episode, you're like, oh, this is why it's called She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Right. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Got it. Um, yeah. But it did bother me how she was fired. An attorney was fired just randomly because it turns out she is is a hulk and she she doesn't immediately say i'm gonna sue you <laughs> like <laughs> wrongful determination deter- like are, are you kidding yeah. me that seems a bit yeah hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah as a lawyer watching the show it's just like oh okay yeah there were a couple there were a couple points where i thought you know that from a from a legal standpoint i was like oh you know whenever she was hired by the, the law firm uh, GLK and H, and she was talking about conflicts and all that. And they get to, you know, they say, "Oh, yeah, he, you know, that we'll hire you, but your first client's going to be a mill." And and then they they throw out, but she's like, "It's obvious conflict of interest." He tried to kill my cousin. He's like, "Oh, well, he signed the con, you know, he signed the, the waiver." So I, I appreciate that thing. But then your point, where it's like, "Wait a minute, you're firing me because of a mistrial that." Because I just hulked out, and that's your basis of firing me. And I'm like, okay, all right. And yeah, but we're in a we're in a superhero world here. <laughs> yeah, and she's a district attorney. Like, it's not like yeah. she was working for some private law office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's working for the state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's got some grievance rights. <laughs> and, and the fact that nobody else would hire her, like, I it just. That that one thing really did bother me because this is a lawyer show. They made that very clear in the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh, interesting. However, once I got past that, yeah. um, I I I like the writing. Yeah. Um, I did find it funny how 
The only part that I laughed off was the infamous joke of this episode where Bruce talks about being an entirely different person. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, because yeah. that was just brilliant. That but was. I do I do think it's interesting that's the one time I laughed, like out loud. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was... like the writing. <laughs> yeah. I like the writing. I think the humor it's it's not necessarily that the humor in this show is like laugh out loud funny. It's right. more just it's it's those subtle it's those funny beats that 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 where you just kind of chuckle or you like when for example when they're um in the in the bar and you know she's lamenting getting fired and 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 you know there's there's, there's those moments uh with her paralegal friend uh when Josh Segarra's character was it was it at Josh Segarra with the whenever she was Thank introduced you, Yes, yeah. that was Josh Segarra. Okay, I just didn't recognize him. It's been a while since I've seen him as Adrian Chase, but uh, and, I think and, he lost some weight because he looked yeah. thinner in the cheek, yeah. and he, I was, I was also very confused because he didn't sound like I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he did. That definitely was Segarra. Glad yeah. to see him. Very curious what his role will be. Uh, yeah. But glad he's part of the team. He's team mm-hmm. shield. He yeah. Kind enough to make sure she knew where the poop restroom was. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess he's going to be kind of a comic. I, I guess he and, and, and her apparently are going to sort of be the, the, the two foils in the office where they'll pair, you know, have a lot of pairing off of jokes at each other's expense and that kind of thing the other thing that uh i'm starting to see patterns mm-hmm. with marvel shows is the person on the street interviews mm. because you know i thought back to falcon and the winter soldier where where they had you know or or the or the naming venture uh convention uh, there you had, yeah you had the black falcon and then in Mar- uh-huh. Marvel, at Light Girl, and now they have She-Hulk. I mean, it's like that. And then the same kind of things in Miss Marvel and and, and and this episode where either whether it's either via social media or if it's like the person on the street interviews, it's like there's certain, I, you know, clearly we've been watching a lot of these shows. I'm starting to see there are, just like in the films and these TV shows now, there's certain elements that are just sort of, repeating the, the same elements again and again right. and so and and so i mean it, it, it was you know like i said to your point really the bruce line was the laugh out loud line in this episode but the other ones i i just kind of like did the huh, kind of sarcastic laugh like oh i'm seeing uh, there's a little pattern here going here with 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 the uh with the structures of the of these shows but uh you know and, and, and I all will because I didn't think about that, but when you started referencing the other shows that did it, I'm like, you are on to something. I completely missed that, but you're you're spot on with that. That is a big repeating thing that they keep doing. Granted, I think that the writers keep doing it because let's be honest, some of these names, yeah. <laughs> like really, yeah. that's yeah. the best you could have done. Yeah. 
Yeah, she Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in a way, they're like, no, we could have called her Light Girl, so yeah. <laughs> she'd be happy. It ended with Miss Marvel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> have been Black Black. <laughs> yeah. Black Can you imagine Falcon? if like, he no. was Black Falcon? It'd be yeah. like, well, well, if he was a white guy, would he call him White Falcon? White Falcon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's the white. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, really, but I mean, other than that, I mean, there's meaty, meaty things in this. There's really not much meat in this episode. I mean, it's just stuff happens. I mean, we, you know, we do, we, you know, there are a lot of references. Obviously, the, the clear one, you know, Shang Chi with with the abomination, and of course the end end of the episode where like, oh, you got to turn on the TV, and we, you know, we see the we see the the cage match uh, from from with Wong. Um, I hope Wong gets in trouble. <laughs> I hope so too. All right, yeah, yeah. I hope that's yeah. That's that. That would be awesome if she has to defend Wong over, and it'll yeah, and it'll have to do another conflict issue because and she's also representing Abomination. But that would be great. I also just want to know how long has this been going on? <laughs> how long? <laughs> also, why Wong? What happened to you? Yeah, yeah. Where and where does? Doctor Strange then fall into the timeline in comparison to Shang-Chi. Mm, I think it was I, I have I think it was after. Okay. Because okay. we had because WandaVision happened. I, I can't I have to go back and look at Shang-Chi again to remember how long after the blip that film occurs. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I can't. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, I just I just thought about it because because uh, Bruce does appear at the very end of Shang Chi. Arm was still messed up. Right. So yeah. So so, so Wong and Abomination have been doing this for a long time. <laughs> for a while, they've been doing this for a while. <laughs> for a <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. And yeah, and then and I, the other thing I was happy to see, I was wondering how long Bruce was going to show up in that in these episodes. So yeah. you know, so they're you know, obviously they did the callback to Thor Ragnarok, you know, from the twice now, with obviously last week with the accident that with the Sakaran ship knocking them off the road. Mm-hmm. And and then of course, you know, the episode ends and you know, Bruce is like, Yeah, I'm gonna be been tied up for a little while and and of course you know a lot of people are already running with the uh world war hulk uh given that he's going off on this adventure so uh i don't you know i haven't read that in the comics and stuff but i i know uh that's that's where a lot of people are are going with him going back to sakara so um yeah so you know so it, it did it did i it was an enjoyable episode i'm enjoying this series um you know it's only 25 minutes long this week so you know they really are going to keep it kind of tight but i think for this show that actually is actually a benefit with you know with others we've been you know we were like you know they need another minute or two or episode or two to flesh things out but i think with this with the way they structured this so far the 30 minute sitcom or uh, structure is working for it yeah i just wish i could binge it just because it, yeah. it's so quick and yeah. and and the writing is very tight that mm-hmm. I'm like like watching the first and second episode back to back would have been no problem. Um but you know, we're gonna we're gonna 
we have to learn how to enjoy the MCU in doses. We're getting a, very spoiled right now with all this <laughs> MCU content. Almost really to the are. point where it pretty much broke Will a few weeks ago. If you didn't listen to that episode, I highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I was face forward, and it got me. <laughs> I was like, I was. You had to pull. Me, you really had to pull me off the ledge there, because uh, <laughs> I was. I, I was on it. I don't feel like I did it. I feel like that was a week or two before Comic-Con and then Comic-Con happened. You're like, I'm back on this. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you were holding, you were, you were like, we were, yeah, we were Hawkeye and, and, uh, and uh, Black Widow there. Uh, oh yeah. You're holding oh. on and hold on. And thankfully you did. <laughs> so, um, I, I didn't tell you, but I did this week watch, um, a league of their own. Oh. And and this is just because we've talked about I mean House of Dragon is and is an ensemble cast but I mean Rhaenyra's the princess right now. And yeah. then you got She-Hulk. So talking about female empowerment and everything, A League of Their Own, you were right. Very good. Very like you if I've seen the movie mm-hmm. so many times I own the movie. I love mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah. Um, so going into it, I was like, oh, I don't know. But the the two main characters, Max and Carson, mm-hmm. they I I I was expecting more. Like I was expecting Max to be on the team by the end of it. Sorry, spoiler. Um, but but they didn't. They they told two two stories that were on parallel journeys um and and they kept it that way Mm -hmm. and and it was interesting um the actress who plays carson yeah i found to be fat you know she could have like not to take anything away from tatiana because i already said i love her in this role she could have played jennifer walters (laughs) she could have yes she could have this awkwardness about her that was Mm -hmm. it's it's very interesting i was not expecting it yeah um and but it grew on me and and yeah i was i was very surprised by that show um the actress who plays max's best friend mm-hmm. she's hilarious yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she i want to see her in more things yes <laughs> um but yeah you were you were spot on if if listeners haven't checked out a league of their own if you've seen the movie if you haven't seen the movie it's it's a really charming and endearing show. It, yeah, it really, really is. I'm so glad. We'll see you now. You've heard from both of us. We strongly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they do a season two. I really, yeah, I hope so too. Uh, yeah, I, I really do. I, I really enjoyed that series. And I'm glad I'm glad you checked it out. So. Yeah, yeah, because um, I, I haven't watched the um, those random episodes of Sandman, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, I did. I finally got around to it this week, and I was like, "Yeah, they made the right call." <laughs> well, <laughs> at least, at least, at least in my that off my list. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean, at least in my opinion, you know, I know a lot of people are raving about it, but if you're gonna, yeah, I mean, they were, they were, they were okay, uh, but you know, but uh, I, you know, if I hadn't watched them, I, I don't feel like I would. Uh, at least for me, as someone who hasn't read the books and stuff, I don't feel like I would have missed anything. But yeah, that's just me. But that's just if you me. go and watch the first season of Sandman. We talked yeah. about it the other week. 
Um, and and I was I was still Luke. I'm still lukewarm on it. Um, Will loved it, but we also both highly recommend a league of their own. Yep. And hopefully you'll be back to listen to more thoughts on She-Hulk and the House of Dragon. And Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk on Twitter. W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me. I was just reminiscing about last week. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that too. <laughs> Oh, man. You can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And visit our website, www.cenanerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Good Pods, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night. Geek out. You're welcome. Bye.